Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. No way. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You ain't full retard, man. I'm your huckleberry. How many assholes we got on this ship, anyhow? Yo! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Hit the lights. It's boner time. Napoleon's sister was a fucking freak. Hey, where are the white women at? Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> What is your major malfunction, numbnuts? You have smoked yourself retarded. I like turtles. The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Why are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. We're a tripod right now. We're waiting for our fourth wheel to come, but we're going to ride through it anyway. Rye, how's it going, man? Good as always, man. Yeah, fun, fun little uh, short, small round table, but it's going to be cool unless, uh, you know, Colorado gets in here and starts talking some shit. But no, it'll be fun, man. Oh no, he just he just texts he'll be here in a minute. So Good, yeah. Uh in the meantime, my friend Jeremiah, this is our first time meeting in, in virtual land. Hey, pleasure to meet you, man. How's it going? Yeah, good to meet you guys. Glad to be here. Going pretty good. So this is my first time on any Zoom or like any kind of technology meeting whatsoever. I am a a little um Let's, let's be frank. I'm retarded when it comes to that stuff a little bit. So you're a little in, Luddite, in right little bit of a Luddite. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> no, man, I got to say, uh, yeah. And and just for those wondering, Jer- Jeremiah and I have been going back and forth for a while now through emails and stuff. And we pass information back and forth. And this dude knows his stuff. So don't let him fool you. He's, he's, he's playing dumb right now that he doesn't know how to work anything. But this man knows his stuff. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what we got. Yeah, one of the things I wanted to kind of touch on, because we haven't really done it much on on the debaters yet, is sports related. Um, And being that in typical debater fashion, why go at it, you know, from the rah-rah pom-pom side? Why not look at it from the cult of sports? You know, and Jeremiah, you mentioned this to me, and um, I've had a few people, and that's why, you know, hopefully joining us here in a minute will be Colorado Dank because he's another one who is great with, you know, the esoteric stuff, the number stuff, all that, all the symbolism. And, you know, I, growing up, I was big into sports, you know, that, that ran my life up through college, basically, you know, whether I was playing it, watching it, you know, coaching it, refing it, doing whatever, it was all sports. And that's all I ever wanted to do, honestly. Um, and then came like, 2018 and sports started getting really political and then came 2020 and it just blew up and and then I started really seeing behind the curtain and realizing 
the charade that they had been presenting for so long and started looking at it a little differently. Like, okay, maybe this is a, just a giant distraction and maybe it's just a giant, you know, it, all it does is suck your energy out of you. It sucks your money out of you and it sucks your free time out of you. And what does it give back? And, and one of my buddies finally put it to me and he goes, he goes, why are you a sports fan? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I really enjoy it. And he goes, do you think any of those people give a shit about you? Right. I was like, That's a good point. He goes, you invest. He's like, you're willing to sacrifice things in your life to go watch a sports game or, you know, things like that. But what would they do for you? And I was yeah. like, wow. Same that, with that, movies. Yeah. You know, movies, TV shows, anything that, that is like entertainment driven. Like your big podcast hosts out there, they don't give a fuck about their listeners as far as like, yeah, they give them content and that's about it, man. But they they usually get paid pretty handsomely for it. So, yeah, but man, I think if you enjoy it, I think that it's uh, I think it's an important part of everyone's life, not just sports, but some form of a release in some way. I'll tell you what they'll do for you is uh, I grew up in Kansas City and my favorite baseball player ever growing up was George Brett and uh like idolize the guy as a kid. And then I was working like, I used to do like a lot of bartending and serving. And so like work events and I was working at a restaurant one night and George Brett was there after he had about like, like eight, like old fashions. And I was just like, Hey man, great to meet you. It's like, this is like really cool. That's didn't say anything to him all night. I was just like, and I was like, have a good night pretty much. And then he just blew up at me for like five minutes. And I just kind of like, I kind of like, I kind of took it. And then for a minute, I kind of went in the back and laughed a little bit, but I was like, Holy shit, what a fucking asshole. I was just never meet your heroes, I guess. So, yeah. Hey, and that's the thing. Though. Everybody, you know, the it's like a religion in, in our, and one of the articles I was reading, they actually said that, that, you know, you go back to the 1800s and one of the things that they were doing at that time was trying to work religion out, you know, get everyone away from being religious. And they said one of the best distractions for it would be sports. So that's when you started seeing baseball coming in and then crept in basketball and football and hockey and all these distractions and all these other places that you could invest your energy. And it's funny because you think about, uh, you know, baseball, they call the stadiums cathedrals and, yeah. uh, and things like that. And you, you think about these coaches and they're put up on these pedestals, like they're gods and the, you know, the star players are the same way. And the diamond, the, the Freemason symbol. Well, you know, the whole game of baseball. The whole you know, game yeah, of baseball all, is a Masonic yeah. ritual. So it's football too. Like they all kind of like they're all started off of like you know like war simulation, Freemasonic stuff. Like that's what they're doing. They're trying to like create like uh, you know like aggressive minds and things like that. So well, they when they have like good players or good coaches on teams, they'll call it like the Ditka Dynasty. You know what I mean? Like they'll say shit like that and it's wild. And I, I do want to add really quick that the final insult to any sporting event when you go there live is leaving and waiting in that fucking traffic for like an hour and a half or more just to get out of the parking lot, dude. It's insane. There's a lot of energy that gets sucked out in that, like in the, in the hours following any kind of live event, horrible, not even worth it. Yeah. I just thought of that Geico commercial. It's like, huh, better leave you know, early. Yeah. Okay. And now everyone leaves early, so you got to leave it like halftime. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Which and, and with the TVs now, you're better off just watching on TV. Yeah. Jay, what's up, man? 
Hey, what's up, y'all? What's it going what on, you, dude? What do you got you. on uh, the dark side of sports here? The dark side of sports? I mean, I, I'm not sure what was all already mentioned, but I mean, it's all ritualistic magic. They do they use a lot of sigils. Um, I mean, it's just an energy harvesting uh, ceremony. It's just like the days of Bell. Mm. Well, and that's why you look at the game of baseball, and and I didn't realize it until I listened to Michael Wan. He does a great presentation on it and how you know you look at the baseball field it looks like a square and compass you know you look at the the there's three outs per side there's 29 innings which is 27 outs and all these numbers you have the pitcher in the middle and you know the batter is trying to reach home he's trying to get all the way around and it's just all these different like jay said all these rituals and it's like man they they we're all contributing to it. Boaz and Yahin are the foul posts. The poles, you know I mean? two poles. Yep. Yeah. And and if you look at a lot of the fields, you know, now they mow checkerboards sure. in the grass. Four floors, you know, so it's, it's, it, it, it's in your face, but, it, you know, most people don't see it. You have infield, outfield, a lot of as above, so below. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting it has levels to it too so you have first second third home and i mean it's also levels of ascension so when you hit a home run and you do your celebration and all that that's actually leaning more towards uh your ascension into godlyhood so it's all a game uh based on uh ritualistic magic sigils uh uh, a lot of a lot of the information comes straight out of the book of enoch almost you know what i mean so there's there's definitely levels to it we honestly don't understand it you know like i was messaging you that one day you know a lot of people think it's hidden knowledge but it's not just hidden knowledge it's, it's also forbidden knowledge yeah so people think it's hidden so they want to do it it's being kept from me but actually this is the stuff that the the, the enochians uh brought down to us that we're not supposed to actually be messing with we haven't been granted access to it you know that's the way yeah. i look at it. sorry just yeah no after <laughs> double day the guy who uh is like giving credit for discovering baseball. He was actually like in the Theosophical Society with like Madame Oplatsky and all these other crazy people. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's given credit for it. But he was also like a uh, like union officer, like Civil War general, and so. And his whole name just makes you think he's a giant, you know, like historical actor of some kind or something. Well, like yeah, that. he had but, nothing you know. to do with baseball, according to Michael Wan. He was just credited with yeah. it. He was just a Civil War general who was a Mason, and yeah, they gave him credit because. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, this is just one thing here. There's other ones that I've seen, but I don't know who any of these people are. If either, if anyone here knows who who any of these folks would be, but you know, yeah, so, so you had the angels around the home run. That's what I was talking about. So the point of it is, once you go through the two pillars, and you become the third pillar, which is the the transhumanism, the godlyhood that they're seeking um immortality that's why that's why all this stuff with graphene oxide has been going on um you know injecting us with nanoparticles they're trying to mess with our dna and attach a third strand they want to be able to, to oh. pretty much attach our dna with that of an angel with the you know whatever the blood is from the descendants um it's they want to make us into rough what is it raphine they want to they want to mutate us 
And isn't that ball right there? Like, I didn't really think about that. The baseball, it's kind of like, that's the symbol for Pisces, isn't it? The Zodiac symbol for Pisces? Or am I wrong? Mm. Let me see. It's something. I'll find it right now. The triangle represents manifestation. So, I mean, they're really trying to, uh, right now. Yeah, Pisces. The way that everything's going right now is they're they're, they're working a lot on the human genome project. I mean, I posted something the other day. I don't hear much people talking about Francis Collins, man. Um, but he's a part of the he's the one that created the Human Genome Project uh, back in like the early 90s, mid 90s. And uh, they've been working on beca- making us a God. He even wrote a book called Languages of uh, Language of God. He's, he believes that uh, God's real and all that. But in order for us to speak to him, we have to be God's. And he goes to Genesis 1 and 2, where he's actually talking about how uh, God made us in his image, but we're not reaching our full potential is what he's saying. So he's trying to get us on that level. And, you know, he's um, he's he's the one that's uh, what is he? He's the boss of Fauci. You know, what I'm saying all the all the attention has been put on Fauci. But you have the head of the NIH sitting here openly admitting he wants to, to change our DNA so that we can be gods. And you know what I'm saying? So it, it's all they're all in the same same um, same category. Uh, you know, what I'm saying you got Fauci. Yeah. No, yeah. Fauci. What were you going to say? I'm <laughs> so you got Fauci, you got Bill Gates, you got uh Collins, all these people working in unison, but all all anyone's focusing on is Bill Gates and uh Fauci, you know what I'm saying? If if everyone turns their heads to who's in charge of everything, who started all this stuff with the genome, changing the DNA, then we would really be point, you know, we'd we'd be we'd be closer to the source. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that kind of like the whole thing, like the people pretty much the people that, that rule the world are the people we don't even hear about. So exactly, exactly. And then a lot of people don't know that one. Uh, what is his name? Von Braun was a born again Christian. He claimed to be as he's over at Disney and NASA doing what he was doing. So they're all they were all seeking that that home that that outer field where everyone's turning into an angel. They want to be gods, and that's really what all the agenda's been since Genesis twenty two. Uh, 322 uh, through 324 they're searching for the third strand of dna so they can have immortality that's what they're really after well dude there's that whole i was just gonna say there's that whole symbolism with the born again and this is something that i just learned and jay you know you see so many people that say that they're born again like so many horrible people like george hw bush poppy bush as he's referred to he when he was asked by barbara walters if he was a christian he said he kind of like got flustered. This is when he was running for president. I think he was on the campaign trail in 88. And he was saying, um, if if you are asking me if I was born again, then yes, I am Christian. Because what they say when they go into a Masonic lodge, that is the uterus. And that, that's what is represented in that. Uh, the pillars would be the fallopian tubes. And there's all kinds of wild symbolism within the lodge itself. So when you go in and then when you come out of it, it doesn't matter what degree you are or, you know, any any level that you're at. When you come out of the lodge, once you've entered, you're born again in that Luciferian religion, essentially. Um, so they can say that they're born again. And it's kind of it's a bastardization of the whole Christian thing. And, you know, I don't know where I stand on that religion, but still. Here's where you can you can draw the line. OK, so 
you have Christians, you have born again Christians, but what is the word Christian? When you break it down, uh, um, all it means is the anointed one. So they are following their, their God who they believe is the anointed one. So they're not being direct, I guess, is what you're, you know, they're leaving it very vague. Oh, I worship God, but what God are you worshiping? Who, what, what, what part of the Bible are you following? Cause there's two sides to it. So there's duality to everything. So they're, they're on the other side. They're actually trying to be gods and reach that, that ascension. And they're yeah. saying that they're following uh, the light. You know, that's, they talk a lot about the eye of providence and following the light. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the all-star Masonic baseball game. Yeah, in 1935. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, huh? Wow. Was that, a, was that a card earlier, Ryan, that had like a ball? Is that what you What's showed? that? Like something like Masonic ball? Yeah, it was like a lodge oh. invite. Okay. Yeah, and it was uh, it was called baseball, and it was in 1911. It was just, I thought it was interesting. I'm just kind of going through looking at baseball shit here just so that we can talk about, but. Yeah, there's yeah. all kinds of stuff. That Illuminati ball too, but I never heard anything back. So, did you? Yeah, apply? And, you and you look at the stars. I, I mean, again, what are what are they? They're called stars. They're called you know they, these people are are worship like heroes or gods. And meanwhile, they're I feel like they're just a distraction for what's going on behind the curtains, which is a giant, massive amount of money laundering. You know, and I, yeah. I the more I get into and more I watch sports entertainment television it's it's all just a way to move money around essentially because mm. you look at these sports teams and they're just i mean i mean you look at the numbers they're pushing around it's astronomical like it, it seems like monopoly money it doesn't seem real um yeah, it's like that uh, reminds me of like the wizard of oz you know how like it's like oz gold you know, and then it's like this tiny little guy behind the curtain running the machine and like all these other people can't figure it out until a little tiny dog starts yapping. And, you know, finally, that's the way to do it. So but it's just kind of like that's what it reminds me of. It's just like, you know, like the people behind this are just like probably just these, you know, everyone's fooled, man. Everyone's like we're all we're all we're all kind of like under a spell. You know, that's why well, that you know, gets free- me into the, the whole our sports rigged. Right. And and if if we get into that whole discussion, that's a a totally different rabbit hole, because, I mean, you can go on YouTube and there's ex NFL players that say, yeah, the game is rigged. There's a lot of not every game, obviously, but there's the important ones. And they're the ones that are they're determined before the game, not by the play on the field. And yeah, yeah, I'm a big So, So. before the last Super Bowl, the AFC Championship, like the Patrick Mahomes play, where like he dances in the backfield for like forty-five fucking minutes and never mm-hmm. gets rid of the ball, and then finally some guy jumps at, like comes right at him and he, like basically tosses at him and fumbles it. It's like he had like all day to throw the ball and they would have won the game, but it's like for some reason it's like oh, is there supposed to be like a Bengals versus like Rams Super Bowl this year? Like is yeah. like is that like the symbology they wanted to go for? Is that direction they want the Chiefs to do it? They didn't want to read this year. Well, like, and a lot of it has to do with gambling. Right. I mean, yeah. that's what it boils down to when when you think about it. And and we were talking about this just briefly beforehand, but sports gambling is it's growing. I mean, it's legal in, I think, like 20 states now, something like that. Um, but that the le- like we were saying, the legal gambling is like a, a blip on the radar compared to the illegal gambling, you know. So 
uh, the, the massive amount of money that's being pushed around and, and the big time gamblers now are, are starting to be able to verifiably show where there's fixed games, you know, or where there's players taking dives and, and where there's odd movements in lines uh, or odd starts of lines. Um, yeah, it's, it's like we need like a last Boy Scout moment or something like that to happen for it to all like kind of pop out where the guy just pulls a gun and eventually starts shooting guys because he's going to get whacked. Well, I, I, was, like. I was watching this video today. Uh, some TikToker put out a conspiracy video about um, basketballs having magnets in them and <laughs> that there's a lever that they can pull to, to put on, you know, the, the magnet field or whatever. And what it does is it, it rejects the ball. The ball will not go through the hole when they have the power on. So no matter what kind of shot you make, it's going to be drawn to the rim and hit the rim or get pushed away from the rim totally as an air ball. And I was like, dude, that's a that's wild interesting. idea. That's a little far out, dude. Because don't you think that could be? I mean, that had to be some strong magnets coming down. Here, you want to let me see if I can find it here. On, That's uh, interesting. Well, and Jeremiah said something really interesting too. While you're looking for that, Matt, that uh, the Wizard of Oz shit with the dog barking, and that's what exposes this whole, you know, man behind the curtain, so to speak. That uh, dog's name in Wizard of Oz was Toto, right? Yeah. And looking into that, uh, just real quick, I just uh, searched online. There's a couple different meanings. One, it's basically like the equivalent of Thor is one one definition of the name Toto. And then uh, another one here is a young one or a baby um, or a child of the um, yeah, of like, a, you know, a chief specifically for some reason. So that's kind of a, an interesting thing, because baby is another word for demon in uh, in some language. I forget exactly which one, but, you know, we take these terms and we like, you know, honey is another one we take these terms of endearment that are like really bad words and then we we make them good you know what i mean so it seems like our language is kind of cursed for one and then we see this symbolism even in like a simple little thing that you just said right there with a dog and wizard of oz barking and the name of that dog kind of referring to a demon or a baby or you know whatever so it's just weird dude yeah or it could be like a child is like just like the uh the the pure one the innocent one you know who knows so well babylon like a baby was a, was a child of babel um mm-hmm. but i i remember just looking into this freemasonry symbolism and like luciferianism babies an ancient term for a demon like they used to call demons babies in a different language altogether but it sounded like baby yeah when yeah, uh well. when you enter the knights templar from freemasonry uh they call you uh zerubbabel is what they call you like an inventory process so which, which means seat of babylon so yeah you know all goes back to nimrod man and all that crazy stuff so hell yeah is this this thing oh yeah here you go all right did you know that the nba is rigged and they put magnets in their basketballs and it's because of the illuminati they own vegas and the house always wins We saw a slip up when ESPN put out that the Warriors had a 3-2 lead over the Grizzlies before the game even aired. And this theory states that both the basketball hoop and the basketball are wired with on and off magnets. And these magnets are controlled by a guy behind the scenes. And they work both ways, either pushing the basketball into the hoop or away from it, causing a miss. So that means every clutch shot was pre-written down in a script 
And everyone knew it was coming. It was just a matter of time. It may not be for every game, but it's for the important ones for sure. Just like the WWE, the NBA is fake. And every basketball player is just a paid actor. Go ahead and ask Shaq. He is a Freemason, so he'd definitely know about it. What do you think? Mm. <laughs> it's a little much for me, but I, I, I do like the theory. I think that oh, it's that's great for of, TikTok, you know? Yeah, it's fun stuff. You know, that's fun to talk about. There's probably something there. Well, you think about it. I mean, there have been NBA refs that have been arrested and charged and convicted of fixing games. I mean, Tim, Tim Donahue is, is the one that comes to mind. I mean, so we know that there have been games that have been fixed, whether it was intentionally by the league or by the referee, you know, like a rogue referee, which, you know, is a lot harder to believe, but Hey, if you want to, you can, but it happens. Yeah, well, like, footballs. Yeah. Technically, doesn't like basketball basically follow like the same like sports laws legally? Like, because entertainment companies like professional wrestling, you know, like all the and major all, like, all, those. all major sports are entertainment, and and that that's an interesting point, Jeremiah. Because in 2010, a guy tried a Jets fan tried to sue the NFL for the Patriots cheating scandal, and <laughs> it went to the Supreme Court. And he basically said the Supreme Court basically said came back and said the the fans don't have any uh, ability to sue because it's just they're there for entertainment. The only one that could would be Packers fans, right? If they own stake in the company. In the Packers, because they're publicly traded. Yeah, but it's still entertainment. It's yeah. Yeah, so here, here like- I'll read. Uh, I'll show you this. Uh, where is it? That's so funny, dude. I was laughing because like the dumbest shit gets to the Supreme Court. You know what I mean? Oh, it's so on. funny, dude. It's, it's the- Fucking uh, another big one was like the size of uh, McDonald's burgers or Burger King burgers. Sorry, they were suing. There was like a class action lawsuit going on because the burgers were getting smaller. Oh, so yeah. Cool. But they were charging more. That's inflation. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I I think that, you know, if you're getting that upset over a smaller burger at Burger King, that's a problem. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And then like there was that investigation going into the McFlurry machine. Why it's always down. Yeah. And it's like, dude, no one cares about Epstein. But talk about first world problems, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it says right here that the the big four. Okay, the big four professional sports leagues, which are the NHL, the MLB, the NBA, and the NHL, uh, they uh, what's it say? I can't see because my goddamn screen's in the way. Uh, they, trust exemptions of revenue sharing and teams. Do you want me to like read through it? If the teams within these leagues were truly independent entities, none of this would exist as it's fly as it flies in the face of the free market companies they purport to be. Yeah. The NFL shares 70 to 75% of its $10 billion a year income, including television, broadcast, internet rights, and licensing ticket sales to split 66%, good number, yeah. of the uh, home team. And well, yeah, this just talks about sharing. revenue sharing, Ryan, and how they split the money and the TV money in different leagues. But uh, okay. here it is. Uh, 
while we call these leagues sports, they are in fact businesses and their business is entertainment. The NFL, for one, has actually argued this fact before the Supreme Court as recently as 2010. Being entertainment, the leagues are legally entitled to do what is needed to entertain their audience, such as the creation and promotion of certain storylines. Despite arguments to the contrary, this makes the NFL, MLB, NBA, and NHL on par with professional wrestling, as well as circuses, ballets, music acts, and magicians. Mm. And so it says the ticket you purchase to a sporting event is merely a license to see the listed event and reflects this on the notion of the sports being simply entertainment. So, and that's what the Supreme Court ruled. That's got to be one of those legal loopholes, though, dude. I I just don't see every single one of those players being paid actors. And you know what I mean? Like you got your second string, your third string. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, you know, I was going to say, like, they kind of can because, like, I think the only way these people can get in trouble as employees of these leagues is if they take bribes from outside of the league. So if the league's paying you a contract, a team's paying you a contract, like everything you do is like could be like directed by them and technically like wouldn't be illegal. Maybe there's NDAs or something. I mean, I don't know. It just it to me. To me, that's a stretch. I understand that that sports can be rigged and that's just me. You know, this is the debaters. You know, we're supposed to kind of argue about these things, I think. But no, I just don't. I don't see that, man. I And it could be that it doesn't involve the players, Ryan. It could just be the officials. Right. And the people running it and like. You know how they they the manager has to sit a certain player who all of a sudden has a hamstring injury or something on the day of the yeah. big game, you know things like that that they can do that they don't have to necessarily, you know, have it happen on the court. It, it can happen beforehand and make sure that the event on the court doesn't it takes the turn they want it to take. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, yeah. And those referees do wear black and white. That's it. <laughs> They're already uh pretty much like already like compromised anyway though a lot of them like a lot of them grow up really privileged kids they already know where the best parties are at you're a great basketball kid coming to my school you know or a football kid whoever it's just like they always kind of like they have like all these connections to drugs and parties and sex and all this other stuff so i'm sure a lot of them are compromised too especially the really talented ones well and a lot of them have gambling problems major gambling problems i mean and you're seeing it now with like phil mickelson on the pga tour um (laughs) one of the reasons why he got kicked out is because he owed so much money and he wouldn't pay it up um it was all gambling debts and you know a lot of these guys and that's what they are you know they're adrenaline junkies look at michael jordan that guy is say michael jordan he got he got kicked out of the nba for a few years and went over and supposedly played baseball you know and and then came back and it was all right around the the time of the gambling issue with him so you know it happens to all of them and 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 how many of these guys think about this how many of these guys that that sign multi-million dollar contracts are broke within five years of being out of the league I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's mind boggling. Like it doesn't seem like it's possible if they're actually making all this money that they could spend all of that money in that short of a time frame. Well, look at their lifestyles. Yeah. But you, I mean, they pay people to take care of them. Right. And, and, and a lot of them have good handlers and they still screw it up. I don't know, man. Too much, but they probably, uh, I think I read somewhere like it's at least over half of them filed for bankruptcy at some point. Yeah. You know, oh I yeah. There's a documentary on uh, ESPN did a whole documentary on, and, and it's a lot of the NBA guys 
they're they're NBA and NFL. They they tend to go, and and it's funny because what they say in there too is what they do to these guys is you know they bring them into the league, they pay them all this money, but at the same time they dangle all these carrots in front of them, like all this high end jewelry, all these fancy cars, all you know clothes and shit like that. And then they go out and spend all their money on this shit in a lot of these people's stores. So it's just like that, that, that money's just being funneled through. And that's why I, you know, I talk about it now when I start thinking about it, I think of it as almost money laundering because it's just rich people passing money along, you know, from one to another. Yeah. They just, they just, they just, they're cycling these kids through. I mean, they're like, they're getting them, you know, like there's like, get them in college, get them hungry for all this stuff. And then like these kids, they don't have anything. They've never had anything in their life. And all of a sudden now they're in the league and it's just like, you know, you offer them like the whole world that they've never known. And like, they're going to jump at it without thinking about what they're doing at all. Like, you know, so like they're, and they're going to, they're not going to know how to deal with all that. Like it's overwhelming for them. They're not, they're not young enough to do it. And I think like now we're even doing that in sports where like, they're trying to do this, like even young kids, like they're trying to corrupt like kids, man. Like I watched like 11 year old kids on YouTube. And these kids are like talking trash to each other, like after they like shoot a three in each other's face and like they're doing the hand in the face stuff and all that. And it's just like, what is happening right now? And it's just, you know, it's like the whole, like, it's like, it's purposeful, like to like, to like, just kind of like corrupt children, corrupt their youth, you know, kind of like, beg, you know, degrade society. It's like kind of like what I think is happening just like throughout sports in general right now. So. Hey, Jay, is, is your son in sports? Not yet. But, Not yet. Uh, probably. I mean, I'm probably going to put him in uh, martial arts, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's where I started my son. Before I got into any, like, ball sports, we started with martial arts. And that was great for him because he had to focus and he had to get that, like, discipline, respect thing, you know, for, for his sensei. And, and that helped him a lot. And then when he went into team sports now, now it, it works out for him because he's learned how to focus almost. Because a lot of these kids, that's their biggest problem. They can't focus. So they get they get into these, these team environments and they're so used to all the attention being on them that they can't deal with it. And, and it's and, a social thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's an issue. Wrestling, dude. Wrestling. Like, if I had a kid, dude, he'd be in wrestling as young as possible, man. I think that's a good. Well, and that's the, the, the equivalent is mixed martial arts now, right? Because they're, they're yeah. doing the same same sort of thing, whether it's whether you're doing MMA, whether you're doing, you know, karate, jujitsu, whatever you're doing. I think yeah. all of those arts now are, you know, they're along that same line as wrestling. Um, well, dude, let me ask you this real quick to, to the, for the idea of like, you know, and I know that you're not saying this, but all sports being money laundering. Let's just say that that's the reality. What about women's sports, dude? The, the WNBA, why is this not tapped into? Because these, these girls, dude, are making like $20,000 a year at the highest levels. You know what I mean? Because no one wants to advertise because no one goes to the games. And, but if it's laundering, you could fake it. That's what oh, I'm saying. Oh, but that would be too obvious. You know, I mean, come on. I don't know. I mean, they're going to pay the women. They're going to pay the women's soccer team as much as the men now. So, I mean, I don't. But I, I don't coming. think I don't think I mean, even the Olympics. I mean, look at the Olympics. That's a giant money laundering scheme. Sure. That whole bid to get the Olympics to your city, you know, I mean, and then you get the Olympics. And yeah, I mean, I don't well, know. Don't you have the Masonic colors all in that ring? They have that upside down star. I'll see if I can find that. 
All those rings are the same color as the Masonic five points. Well, well there's the, yeah, the, yeah, biggest pagan ritual with like like in the world. Well, and you're starting to see it more and more with the opening ceremonies now and closing ceremonies. Yeah. Now they're turning them into you know blatant rituals and not even really trying to hide it. Like you look at what was that one, Jay? You and I were talking about that London one, right? With the with the dancing nurses and all that stuff. And there's so many of them. I'd, I'd have to look at it again. Yeah. Okay, well, a <laughs> lot, and, and you know what it is, stuff. Jay? A lot of them have sun. They're all sun worship stuff, mm-hmm. right? And that's what it all goes back to. It's it's all the sun worship or the demons. Yeah, that was 2012 London Olympics where that. Okay. Guy- at the stadium it almost looked like a COVID cell and stuff like that and then uh there's all these boogeymen chasing all these kids like these little orphan kids in beds and then there's like nurses like tiktoking or something like that so but yeah it's all that cult symbolism you know and it's prevalent everywhere i mean we see it in the movies we see it in in sports it's why would we expect any different it's entertainment it's all part of that bread and circus yeah, dude, if you look at this shit right here, the only one that's missing is white, but white is on the bottom. So, like, what we're looking at is Freemason star. Yeah, because they have would red have black, blue. right? There's a black well, Olympic ring. Yeah, there's a black Olympic ring, but you have this red, blue, green, um, yellow, and uh, black. But in this case, it's a white star. The white is on the bottom. That would be an inversion of what the actual colors are, which is all that except for white being black, which is on top. Yeah. So that's like a, that's a low-key like symbol like of the inversion and like you know as above so below below. yeah these are interlocked rings which is a significant thing with the hexagram and the two triangles shit that's wild actually man that's a pretty pretty interesting connection there but there you go yeah that's the eastern star of women's society yeah the freemason equivalent of women yeah i bet you they fight like Cats and dogs in that <laughs> Eastern Star society. <laughs> Imagine that. The fights at that level of fucking women power. Jeez. Dude. Dude, what do you think they do? I mean, I mean we're what? talking about these this is like the ultimate of ultimates. I mean, if you've ever watched like Real Housewives in New York, that's like the G-rated version of what must go on yeah. in these Mason lodges. Did you see that hideous goat mask that Sherry was wearing yeah. when he sacrificed <laughs> that kid? That was awful. All this <laughs> shit talking and backstabbing they do. Yeah. It's all the wives of the guys from like Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, dude, that's a great movie. Dude, oh, I love man. that movie, man. Oh, it's great. They used to do this in Colorado for real, though. Um, I worked at the Broadmoor when I first moved here to Colorado, probably, man, probably 10 years ago. But uh, I was uh, doing a banquet. It was a high-profile banquet with a bunch of millionaires. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, I started noticing there was a lot of, a lot of drag in, in the crowd. A lot of, you know, looked like they were paid prostitutes or something. It was, it was a strange – it was like this person maybe worth millions, and he's sitting next to a, a trans it was like with the trans and then um after the party i told my friends like man um so you're doing the ballroom tonight right um he's like yeah man it's a closed door set uh, uh, setup or whatever i was like sweet he called he hits me up later that night and he's like dude they were all wearing masks and he's like dude it was like in eyes wide shut he's like mm-hmm. the shit was weird 
He said it was about it, it lasted for about two hours. He said he left and it probably went on another couple of hours, like all closed door. You couldn't get in. Nobody knew what was going on inside there. It was fucking weird. You know, I would love to go to one of those man. Like undercover. <laughs> I would love to to see. Like I would go undercover, man. You got to pull like, in Alex Jones, yeah. When he when he went into, uh, yeah, because that was Grove. real, right? <laughs> Dude, I got a beer the other day. It's a Bohemian Grove beer. Nice, yeah, man. What are you doing? You doing a? Uh, you're gonna start doing a conspiracy beer review? Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I got a Chicago voice character that I'm gonna be introducing, and he's gonna be just doing beer reviews. Well, he's also talking about like maybe some like borderline racist stuff. Because it's Chicago. <laughs> it's gonna be like 80s, 80s Chicago. Oh, uh, dude. That was a great skit on Saturday Night Live when they had the uh, Bears and the Bulls. Oh yeah, with, with Ditka. Yeah, Coach Ditka ho- hoisting the trophy up, you know. And they're Who gonna was they're that gonna... was uh what's his name from Cheers, right? Yeah. There was a lot of lot of people on there, dude. You know, you got yeah, uh Chris Farley. Great, great yeah. skit. Is Dan Hecker in it now? Probably. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he was yeah, like were... one of the guys in the chair, right? He was the, the other guy. Yeah. yeah Remember when yeah, he died? Was... They went to his funeral. They had, <laughs> they had in his, that one. One of the guys died, and they had a funeral for him. Dude, that was a great. Uh, well, because they were all skit. having heart attacks. So, like, yeah. he's on his fourth heart attack over there, and like <laughs> they're just going through it, dude. It's so funny, man. It's one of the best. And the guy's like trying to give himself like fucking resuscitation. And he's choking on a chicken wing. But yeah, dude, it's just like that. That culture of Chicago in the 80s is so funny to me, man. Oh, so, we'll be doing a few beer reviews. But now look at it now. It's a shithole. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that I'm going to kind of incorporate. It's going to be uh, Chirac Dave is his name. There you go. So, yeah, dude, it'll be fun. You know, got to change it up a little bit. Yeah, dude. But anyway, yeah. speaking of Chicago, and I was thinking about the Bulls and Jordan. It's like I always thought it's kind of weird how his last three titles he won each one in six games. I wonder if there's anything to do with that. Like ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, he won in six, six, and six. I think he won them all in six, except for the first one in ninety one. He won in five games, so maybe, maybe he fucked up or something. And I'm sure with him, man. I mean, the Looney Tunes breakdown is 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 too in your face. So for him to not be a part of it, he'd have to be stupid. <laughs> Space Jam shit. Yeah, man. The Looney yeah. Tunes uh, with Michael Jordan. Uh, the first one. I don't know. Yeah, worship. Yeah, the first one. Dude, you know what? And if you pay attention to the digits, uh, there's a lot of as above, so below. So it'd be like six nine, six nine, or uh, is some yeah. weird numbers on, oh, on the on scores this. and stuff. When, yeah, in the last battle. When you think about it, he goes underground too, right? He gets sucked through a golf hole, and that's when he goes. So maybe that's yeah. like a portrayal. Dude, I watched a, a great movie, and I forgot that this was actually my favorite movie as a kid. Since we're talking about Space Jam and shit, Rescuers Down Under, dude. I watched it yesterday as an adult, and I watched this shit. Uh, fucked up movie, dude. And you know what is crazy? The two main mice in there are from the United States and Hungary. Hungary is where George fucking Soros is from, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's insane. And and like, I don't know. It's just it, it was really, really good to watch again. So what do you, what were the afterthoughts? You see it a little differently than you did as a kid? Oh, of course, man. But I mean, like the symbolism is really well done. Like I have a respect for that symbolism 
yeah, it's really dark and it's 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 messed up to introduce it to kids. But, you know, going back and looking at this stuff is it's brilliantly done. Like the the, the whole goal of the movie is to save that that eagle Marahuti. Right. And like she's the golden eagle that's got some Phoenix symbolism in there. There's pedophile references because the kid is captured. I mean, it's a fucking well done movie, dude. And the rats are the ones that save the kids. And they refer to all four of us and everyone in society as rats at the World Economic Forum. Yuval Harari says that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's just it's a very well done as far as symbolism goes, dude. And it's so funny. Like I'm talking about fucking rescuers down under like it's a masterpiece. But it is. I mean, it, it it's very well done. dude. Yeah, we oh, are, and that's uh, what they say. I mean, Thomas Thomas talked about that on uh, on, on Sam's show about the, you know, all the occult symbolism in the Disney films and it's supposed to be there. You know, they put it there for a reason, but it's, it's not so over the top that it's, you know, going to scare you away, but it's there so that it still leaves an imprint on you. Yeah. It's all some, it's all, um, damn, I just lost my train of thought. (laughs) Sorry. I got, adults are portrayed as what it's called. I believe subliminal cuts. Maybe I've never just, heard that they do like small snippets in there in the, the film. Like you, you can't even see it, but it's subliminally put in your mind over and over. Yeah, you'd have wow. to go frame by frame to try and like see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like mm. the, it's like the dick and fight club. If you yeah. Like- yeah. You have to go those were in your face a little bit. You'd see those cutaways though. Right. In fight club. Yeah. The, you know, the secrets behind the curtain kind of thing. It's like mm. the type. Like they're not sure they saw it, but they did see it. A big old dick, I think, is what he says in the movie. So, yeah, it's in well, the mermaid too. Oh yeah, dude, of course, in the freaking title of that the cover. But yeah, 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 even in that rescuers down under, all the adults are portrayed as idiots. The kids are smart, and the animals are smart. Um, like you don't even see the mom's face, and then the the uh, criminal, this poacher, is a complete moron. You know, and he he references that he didn't graduate third grade for nothing. And you know what I mean? Like they they go back and they make it a point that the adults are idiots. So that's kind of funny too. Well, it's that programming. It's trying to separate the kids from their parents. It's trying to yeah. you know let them know that they don't need adults. They can do it on their own. And and it starts at that age. And you know, look where it's gotten us now. Mm-hmm. Now you got people on a mission to turn all kids trans, which is like the total inversion of reality. Yeah, I know. Like once I saw Land Before Time, man, I thought I knew it all. I was like nine years old. <laughs> it's an underrated one, honestly. That was my favorite when I was a kid. I th- I still have like a little foot doll that's you know older than most of my ex girlfriends. So dope. Do you fuck it? <laughs> <laughs> Your ex girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's good to meet you though you know <laughs> no man um no you just mentioned ex-girlfriend so i thought i'd ask but dude yeah, yeah no that stuff is it, it's cla- there's the the classic ones that probably don't have as much symbolism you got like lion king um jungle book was like if you, like if you were to ask me and you know i wasn't thinking about this rescuers down under which was my favorite movie that and aristocats was like and the and the lady in that i think was hungarian too the cat the mom cat so you know but yeah there's these big ones and then there's these kind of like more niche ones like lady in the tramp is probably another one with some pretty dark symbolism within that robin hood uh, robin hood's huge right with that 
stuff. I don't know, man. Um, what was that other one? Fox a and lot the Hound? Babylonian stuff and Lion King. Yeah, like a lot of it from the beginning all the way to the end. It's almost like um, it was wrote after Nimrod. I mean, they're they're standing on Pride Rock of all things. They're facing the east star. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 in your face and, and uh, the Lion King. Well, that was one thing I was going to ask too: is where are all the the seven deadly sins represented in? our culture because like everyone's saying there's some great memes out there about pride month. And then it's like shows like a, a, a person hugging a, a dog and the dog says pride month. And then there's a sad kitten in the background and it's like the six other deadly sins waiting for their month. You know what I mean? And it's like, we have pride month. I think that we were talking about greed a little bit with the, with the gambling, but like how are all these other deadly sins represented so much in society? Lust probably on like Pornhub and shit. Yeah, but gluttony you know, is a daily thing now. I mean, what is gluttony? Yeah, I mean, you just look around. I mean, most Americans are obese. And when you go into the Pride Month, I mean, it's pride and vanity. It's the original sin, and so that that's why they push that one the most. Well, those are separate now. All sins okay? come. All sins come from pride and vanity. Oh, from, okay. from the sin, from the original sin of Lucifer, it was his pride, his sure. vanity. That's what caused the fall. That he wanted to be God. He didn't want to just. He didn't want us being created. You know what I'm saying? And it made him jealous. So he had. He had. It was a pride and vanity. Pride led to vanity. Then it just kept going on after that to the seven deadly sins. Interesting. And then, but vanity is separate from pride now, isn't it? Because you I mean, got pride, vanity, envy, sloth, greed, gluttony, wrath, envy, and wrath. I hope I didn't repeat any, but yeah, I think yeah, I got seven there. But yeah, yeah it's and then the seven holy virtues. No one fucking talks about man. You know what I mean? Those are the ways to combat the the sins. So, but you're going to start seeing it more and more programmed into all television. I mean, that's basically what Netflix is. Netflix is just a haven for the seven deadly sins. You know, yeah, you'll, you'll notice, man, if, even if you look at the ancient stuff, um, like I say ancient, I mean like old Disney, um, they're always, even with Mickey Mouse, they're always pulling a lot of symbolism, uh, pulling stuff from the other side, getting trapped on the other side. And now we have Stranger Things doing the same thing. But now it's going to the new youth. You know, they're, they're, they even had the satanic panic as they had Johnny Depp on stands. Um and you know he's the best friend of Damien Eccles. Yep, from West Memphis, right? The West Memphis uh, Three. Yep. Yep. And that gets in trouble again. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to put that on trial. Dude, let me ask you this: What do y'all What do y'all think about the Bitcoin crash, the the stock market crashing as we're moving into inflation? Oh, it's expected. Then, I think it's all going to crash. You know, I think it's all part of their their plan for the new reset, right? They're gonna have to re they're gonna have to reset everything. You cannot have, you know, the the whatever you want to say, the petrodollar and and or a crypto. I mean, if one goes down, they both have to go down to make this reset happen, right? Yep. And then they're gonna uh, then that's where you get the phoenix. You know, you destroy to create. Mm-hmm. And through that will be the digital world. That's what they want to destroy what we have now and make it make everything digital. Yeah. And what's That's funny what is everyone's taking it literally, right? Like the world is going to end. And much like 
what happened with the Mayans, you know, it's not, it's not a, a, a physical end to the world. Now, right. there may be some catastrophic event that tends to hurt a little bit, but it's not going to be an entire wipeout of, of civilization. It's going to be a reset of civilization, much like we've seen over and over throughout history. It's happened multiple times. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's probably driven by some catas- cataclysmic events, you know, like they may, they may run another, you know, like fake Carrington event. And anybody that's not familiar with the Carrington event, it was back in, I think it was the 1870s, where it was basically a giant energy release, um, which would be the equivalent to an EMP strike nowadays. Air flares and stuff like that. Yeah. And and it's just, it was so, and some people say it didn't happen. Some say it did. It's one of those kind of debate where you want to go with it, but I've been listening to people lately and they're they're starting to lean towards, you know, if things are going to go down, it's got to be that sort of type event that they can blame on taking everything down, you know, because it would have to take the Internet out. Right. It would have to wipe everything on the Internet, which would basically clean the slate for them. You know, if you, you can't access any digital records anymore, they're gone. You know, the only data that's left and and think about that from a book standpoint, too, because what have they been doing? They're pushing a lot of books digital lately. And what happens to the physical copies? Well, a lot of them are being destroyed. So once that digital copy goes away, now there's no proof of those books. And now that makes that reset even easier as we go through. They've already done the lockdowns once. I mean, who's to say they're not going to do another lockdown? Like completely shut everything down one day. We'll wake up, no electricity, no nothing. Uh, Internet's gone. Could be a complete blackout. People will lose their mind, dude. There's people that wake up in the middle of the night checking their phone. You know, imagine, imagine if it's not there. They can't talk to their friend in another country. I mean, people will be. They can't isolated. go on Facebook. They can't go on. You know, like the people. That's what would freak people out the most, right? I don't think it, talking to family and friends would freak the social media for some of these people, especially some of these, you know, tweens. That mm. they're going to be in trouble, man. Their lives are going to be flipped upside down, and and there could be some very irrational behavior that takes place. Well, then think about it, too, though, from like the perspective of someone that's more sane and more grounded. Um, You know, I don't have any kids. I'm sure your kids have phones. You know what I mean? And you won't be able to contact them. So it would drive everyone a little bit crazy. Like it's not, you know, some people are going to are going to hit it harder and they're going to fucking really actually go nuts because like they're going to have their fake panic attacks because they can't, you know, log on to Instagram or whatever. But I mean, it is going to be kind of interesting because we built a culture where like you have to be able to call your kid if you want to know where they're at. Right. When I was a kid, that wasn't what it was. You're, and if you were out while the sun went down, then maybe something was wrong. But you know what I mean? That's not the case anymore. You got to check in. There's constant communication, it seems, with parents and kids. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. I think that it will fuck with everyone big time, like mentally. Yeah, I live here in uh, Missouri. And if- they're like, oh, it's going to snow like two inches. You go to the grocery store and the place is a packed house and there's nothing left to buy because everyone thinks it's the end of the world. So, you know, it's just like it's going to snow a little bit. And that's just like, that's just the way kind of people seem like, at least around here, that's how a lot of them act. So, well, we saw in 2020, right? There's a virus and we ran out of toilet paper. Explain the rationale behind that, right? That's just that herd mentality, right? You, you, you think there's going to be a scarcity, so go buy it up. And like you said, Jeremiah, what do people buy? 
they've been milking bread. Like there's not going to be milk and bread two days later when the snow melts. You know, I mean, we're not talking about this, you know, catastrophic blizzard. We're talking about a couple inches of snow and these people are prepping for the end of the world. Now they may lose power for a couple hours at best. I mean, it's, it's, it's It's funny. Storable food. Yeah. We're so (laughs) pampered. I like to go back to the Jade Helm because I mean, if you look, if you look, from 2000 and now everything that's been happening, you know, the twin towers going down and the one tower being erected. So that's, that's the, the Phoenix rising from the ashes into one form, uh, which is the third pillar. And then you have all these things start playing out 2008 recession. They so they, they had a reason to spend all this money to inflate the dollar. I mean, that's what we're dealing with right now is everything from 2001 till now. Uh, so when you break down everything that's happening, they had Jade Helm, uh, so you had the what Mayans 2012, then you had Jade Helm 2015, um, and then shortly after that you had Donald Trump. So then everyone's eyes were on Donald Trump the next year, um, forgetting all about Jade Helm happening and how they mapped out our entire area and how the human psyche works before they started working on Trump. And then in Trump it went to uh, COVID 19. So I mean I feel like we're in a big simulation and we're the targets, you know. Um, what did you hear about Mountain Guardian too, Jason? Did you hear or did you hear about that shit? Uh, the, which one was that? The one in Canada? Oh, that was Canadian Leaf. No, uh, Canadian. it was in uh, it was in uh, Colorado, and it was the biggest terrorist exercise ever. And it was called uh, Operation Mountain Guardian, initials OMG, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, you had this massive thing, and I, w- I was talking about it similar to Jade Helm. There was uh, radioactive exercises that were going on in Texas. I think a couple weeks ago, actually, that were similar to Jane Helm, too. But there was a key element that I was talking about where they took a select group of parents and they volunteered and they relocated these kids to the Colorado Rocky baseball stadium. Uh, And the the parents had to go and check in to get their kid. Now, my point was what happens if there's food shortages or some sort of terrorist attack and they relocate all the kids to the baseball stadium and they say, okay, hey, come pick up your your kids. Parents go in mindlessly and they're frantic. They say, hey, I want I want my fucking kid right now. Give me, you know, whatever I got to do. I'll sign the paper. Meanwhile, they go into the stadium and they're locked in the stadium. You know what I mean? All the parents, all the kids. And they say, hey, you got to get your vaccines. You got to do whatever you want, whatever we want you to do in order to get out or or maybe they'll just fucking hold them in there you also see this with uh with the hurricane um the big what was it in, in uh, uh katrina in louise katrina yeah yeah katrina where all these people and also in uh in texas with harvey with i harvey, mean yeah. there's a stadium just, aspect uh, to this <laughs> yeah and maybe it goes back to the whole thing that we were talking about earlier where these stadiums harness all this fucking weird energy where people are put are investing their emotions into these events that go on you know, week in and week out. And then, you know, maybe these are kind of like the burial grounds, so to speak, or something for some sort of event, like, you know, a reset type situation. Well, I mean, if they take all the internet away from us, all the, all that's away from us, they put us under lockdown. They already know everyone's going to go under lockdown whenever they're everything. Like they, they know that people are going to go panicking, but once they're able to lock us all down, then we're isolated. We don't have no way to call anyone. So then they can literally start doing an exercise of taking us out one by one, house by house. Who would know? Yeah. yeah. We've already been isolated. 
We're, we don't know what, what happens around the block unless we pick up our phone. Nobody's. It's not yeah, like I just don't. Where, I just think that's way too big of an effort. I, I don't. I don't see that flying. I mean, it's one of those where, you know, I, I look at the place where I live. Just for them to come around and round up all the people in the apartment complex, I just don't see it happening. You know, not the local cops. It would have to be foreign troops that are here doing it because I can't see the National Guard doing it. I can't see the local police. I can't see the state police. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Think about how the police performed in Uvalde. You know, they they were following orders like Nazis, dude. You know what I mean? Even though they they weren't going into people's houses and pulling them out. You know, that's going to be a whole different fight. There was kids getting murdered, though, which I think is much more serious. And they were standing down because they were told to by one fucking lousy ass cop that got a promotion. I think that's more serious. You know what I mean? And these are all tests. I th- I feel like, dude, you know what I mean? And it's it's scary because you do see that when there is some sort of repercussions on the other end, let's say a cop did go in and break his superior's rule. Maybe he would get fired or, you know, maybe the guy's got a couple years left for his pension. Yeah, but or whatever. you're telling me he can't get a job somewhere else. No one else I mean, is going to hire a hero cop that just saved a school full of kids. You know, I mean, come on. I mean, they don't think like that. In that I moment. I just think it, it was a, too convenient that they just stood down. It was. I'd be interested to see how it would go on. If I mean, it was and they like did, but they did event. the same thing in, in, in Connecticut, too. You know, during that shooting, I mean, it is the same thing. They they stood down and they they waited. They didn't go in the school right away. I mean, so it's kind of their mo. It's I don't well, know. they no longer serve and protect. That's not the I, case yeah. I, I just I, I, I the police force has changed. Yeah, in the last twenty to thirty years, they've went from you know like the the old way was protect and serve, and now it's just obey and combine or whatever the word is. It's almost like mob rule, almost in a way. I'm sure you'll that cop will hear of him dying in a few years under questionable circumstances or something like that. So, well, that's the thing now. Now it's like what what happened to policing, right? I mean, you can go in and shoplift all you want with no repercussions as long as it's under a certain dollar value, and it's fine. It's like almost it's accepted in society now. And it's like, what what world are we living in where this is acceptable, that people can just go in and take what they want and no, there's no repercussions whatsoever? Yeah. I've heard, uh, especially like in Seattle and Portland and San Francisco, I don't know if this is true or not. This is just what I've heard from people that live out there and the people I know that live out there. But like they're just saying like there's prostitutes literally everywhere. Mm. Like let's drive down major streets and there's just prostitutes like everywhere up and down the streets. I guess that's like the big, big employer out there right now. So that's the next taboo thing that I think will be fully legalized is, you know, drugs are on the way to being legalized. And I think prostitution will be a close, a close thing to follow, man. You know what I mean? Because the 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 logic there is is pretty clear, honestly. You know, if, if it's legalized, it can be regulated and then people are not going to be hurt anymore from it. Meanwhile, illegal shit's going to continue go, to go on. But it's same way with with like weed, you know, weed's basically legal now nationwide almost, but there's still plenty of illegal sales. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and it was interesting talking about, you know, sports gambling before. 
I find it interesting that at around the same time frame, weed and sports gambling are being legalized together and pushed. Yeah. Like yeah. Time, oh, pushed yeah. hard. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. If you don't what? like smoking to get the CBD, you know, you just get this weed in your body somehow. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. There you go. There's a uh, gluttony. Boom. Yeah. Consume. Yep. Yeah. But that's the society that's we live in. It's a gluttonous society from top to bottom. I mean, that's it's all about consumption, right? There's no very little creation. It's just consume, consume, consume. Yeah. Don't think about anything. Don't you dare do that. Well, that's the worst sin, you know, and, yeah. and wait, <laughs> wait till the sins change and thinking is going to be number one. It's going to be like, yeah, oh, you did that free thought. Nope, nope, nope. It's it's I, I mean we are in 84. I mean you look at 1984. This this is textbook right now. Can we say too that uh maybe the pandemic introduced sloth into society because everyone gained weight. I mean a lot of people gained weight, a lot of people sat around. People don't want to work. People don't you know? want to go back to the office. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then I'm that sure. leads cuz then you don't have shit and you want what everyone else has. You know, yeah. so there's and that's the envy to get us to socialism or communism where everybody's equal, you know, everybody gets treated equally. Yeah, eliminate envy. Yeah. It'd be digital communism. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. That that would be a good episode, man, to like try and like dig deep into like all these different sins and how they're how they're like being pushed upon us in like subliminal ways, man. Cuz you have vanity through social media big time. Oh, yeah. and um Envy could also come through like the Kardashians and shit like that. Reality TV, television, and, and yep. influencers, you know, like you see these influence. Yeah, dude. Influencers on like Instagram, they're like, I just bought a golden toilet and we're going to take a shit in it. And that's like what some of the biggest stars on Instagram and YouTube do. It's just rich people doing normal shit in a nice house. That's all that it is. So that's yeah, like Dollar Tree. That's all. It's all a dollar, a dollar Tree right now. Yeah what's that yeah. what's that oh, idol worship idols yeah worshiping idols oh okay yes yeah, oh. all the stars people um you know Nicki minaj uh lil wayne any of these people mm. billions like elon husk you know, it's just, you know they try. yeah well and that's the same thing i mean going back the same thing as sports right and that's where we are now it's all about worship we you know, we we listen to what LeBron James has to say about a virus, right? And this dipshit didn't even go to college. He doesn't know shit about science, you know? And, and we're going to listen to him for medical advice. It's like, get the He's fuck out of here. Yeah, he has chosen one written on his back, tattooed on his back. That's like, you know, that's, you know, false idol worship there. And then, you know, he's I'm pretty sure he's in like the boule. His symbol is, is the lion. Yeah. I think the boule is like black Freemasonry or something like that. Yes. Like I think he's he's in some he's in some like really weird groups and he always talks about how he had to go to like he went to like ballet classes and stuff as a kid, but he didn't really know like how he got to the gym and I don't know, just but you know, the guy like I've never liked LeBron. He always gave me that feeling like there's just like there's just there's something dirty about the guy. And it's just like and it kind of find you kind of find out you do some dig on LeBron James. He's not he's not that good of a dude, so what about yeah. his uh, social media handle, King James? I mean, that's a whole thing in itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
referencing the Bible, you know, all this shit. The first book ever printed, the King James Bible with the Guggenheim Press, right? So, yeah, weird. You look at all yeah. those guys, though, but then you look at guys like Dwayne Wade, whose kid is trans, and like all these guys that get to the big time, or you know, or you look at Snoop, whose son had to wear a dress, and all these people, man, yeah. they have to go through these shame rituals, and and they do this shit. There's a price to pay for this fame, right? I mean, Dwayne Wade was a basketball player, was doing nothing. All of a sudden, his kid goes trans, and now he's got a TV show. Funny yeah, it's how all that works. You know, I always feel like everything's initiation with these guys, like everything they do. So, yeah, just, like, it, it's it's either a sacrifice, phys- literally, right? Like you're sacrificing someone in your family, or you're making a humiliation sacrifice, where it's either you or someone in your family. Because you look at look at some of the shit that Russell Westbrook walks around the street. I mean, come on. You're telling uh, me that this this is this is legitimate. No kill, <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. Let me pull up some of the I gotta I gotta show you some of these because uh, these are it well, looks I like did want to in them. Yeah. I did want to clarify. I said Guggenheim press, I meant Gutenberg. I just caught myself like after I said that already. The Gutenberg press, not the Gutenheim press. Just for anyone that might have caught that. That sounds yeah. retarded to say the wrong name <laughs> referencing that. My bad. It's all right, Ryan. Wasn't Guggenheim the guy who got killed on the Titanic? Yeah, well, Guggenheim was a guy that died on the Titanic. There's a Guggenheim like museum and shit. Yeah, Guggenheim is a massive name, but Gutenberg was the one that did the press. So just in case anyone was going to talk shit later. Yo, Hans. About me just completely fucking that up. But yeah. <laughs> it is crazy, man. There's so much symbolism, man. You know, uh, have you been looking at anything new, Jason? Like you're always into that shit. I saw you posting quite a bit about something. I forget what it was. Um, here lately, I've just been posting on the DNA. Um, that chick, that girl musician. Who was that? Which one? It's like a blonde chick musician. The transgender one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a second. I, I'll pull it up. I know who you're talking about. I can't. Hey, remember Jay. While, while you're looking that up, did you happen to see during the Queen celebration how they lit the three-strand <laughs> DNA? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's why I've been posting this stuff back on the Human Genome Project. So I'm trying to divert the attention back to who we should be paying attention to, the person that's pushing the jab, um, NIH, uh, Francis Collins. Yep. He, he was around with around the time of Warner Von Von Braun, Werner Von Braun. Well, and Collins is one of those thirteen bloodlines, and and he's a Yali. Yeah. So yeah. And he's wrapped up in the Genesis, just like the the skull and bones. Oh, uh, Collins shit. went to the moon. Fun fact: a lot of people don't know that the third man on the Apollo Eleven mission was a Collins, Michael Collins, right? Really? Okay. Yeah, you have Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong, and Michael Collins. And I got a twelve-inch dick, dude. If you believe they went to the moon. Hey, I don't believe, but that's the narrative that they're telling you. Those are the three wise men going to the Eastern star right there, dude. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, it's such a ritual. Yeah. Let alone that, yeah. that nice Jeep chassis with some lawn chairs taped to it that they're driving around on a lunar surface in. Wrapped in tinfoil and shit? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come hey, on. Just, just a, I found it right here. It's Kim Petras. Petras? Kim Petras. From Europe. Huh. Petra. What's Petra's backwards? Petra's. 
That sounds like some kind of like demon name. Tap. Sartep. <laughs> yeah, Sartep. Sartep. I'm about Nick. to blow your fucking minds right now. I bet you Sartep means something. All right, let's see it, Rye. Get us. <laughs> let's check. I'll so, duck, duck, uh, go it. <laughs> yeah, so they, they, is... She did a song. She did a cameo with Paris Hilton at the same time. They're pushing. I'm sorry, I said her. Him. It, it was a little boy, and they changed. Don't misgender her. Like eight years ago. So it's still a dude. Um, but, you know, I posted on it, man. It, it, it looks like a normal dude. And then uh, they changed him into a transgender girl. And now they're pushing him as the new Paris Hilton. He even did a cameo with Paris Hilton. Like a sex object. It's a transgender. So there's little boys that are going to be like, oh, gosh, she's so hot. Dude, go to go to Kim Petras. I, 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 uh, I bet you'll see what I'm, I'm talking about. It's worse than Twitter. Go to, go to Kim Petras instagram page read the comments there's there's boys and girls talking about how beautiful she is and how great she is and she has at least a million followers or, or more so kind of it kind of shows you what they're doing they're trying to blend the the genders because like i said you have the two pillars once you merge it into one and 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 you become what they believe elohim where we're trans transhuman we've we've ascended into this godly form where we're half robot half human there won't be no point in uh reproduction so they need to blend both the male and the female um wow. you see what i'm talking about yeah does that make sense yeah dude we I'm got a. I, <laughs> I did kind of, i did kind of find a mind-blowing thing here with sartep uh sartep. Since it, this is a transgender, you said that it was a male to female. Sartep. Yeah, male to female. It was male to female. So, so Sartep is a salami company. So they cut off that dick, <laughs> and now you know salami is definitely a dick reference. <laughs> that's everywhere, right? <laughs> no, that's kind of funny, dude. That's a convincing tranny, dude. It's dark. Yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. And and dude, you can pull her up. She got the black and white right there. Um, it, there's a black lot of symbolism right there. there. A lot of mirror images. Yeah, click on one that's close up. It's wild, dude. That's I, I mean, it's click on one, not that one. Like one of just her. Like, yeah, I mean, you see that somewhere, you're not gonna think twice. You know what I mean? And that's you know that, unless you know. Yeah, that's dark, dude. Yeah, like, this. and you see that with like other other folks too, like freaking, uh, dude. Yeah, I mean, come on, that's wild. That is a, that's the Mona Lisa of transgenders, as they say, forty year old version, right? She did a cameo with, uh, and uh, you know, I should say Christina rocks, Aguilera. That's fucked yeah. it up. <laughs> King Kong yeah, with like a giant so, dong. Well, well she doesn't have a dick though. No, yeah. not anymore. Makes you think. Picture. Yeah, it was it was like eight years old whenever it was removed, I believe. Yeah, click that. Come on, that's not that is. Are we sure that this is real? <laughs> I mean, have you checked under the hood? No, I, I haven't. I don't want to. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, I don't. Want, I mean, yeah, that's a scary thing, dude. Imagine that this thing is hitting on you and then it, you go back to its house and then it pulls out a fucking Pringles can. Yeah. Just slaps it on your it. cheek. It's, it's, in, it's, it's getting increasingly more uh, accepted. It's the tolerance to do as thou will. Well, who's the one guy like Harry uh, Styles? Look. Yeah, here, here we go. Styles. 
What's this? Disneyland, Disneyland, dog. Yeah, Harry Styles is another weird one, man, because a lot of uh, even older folks really uh, accept his weird shit. Because Somebody fell out of the balcony say. at his show last night. Oh, good. Yeah. That's, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's a good find, Jason. That's fucking good. Kim yeah. Petras. Go check out that. That is and check out Sartep Salami. That's a real Sartep. company. <laughs> real company. Yeah, the way that I found her was the from the Stranger Things. I was going into the season four and looking at every single aspect of it, uh, especially the the song that they made famous with. What was it? Running up that Something. hill. Run up the run up that hill. Whenever you look at all the symbolism, it's all the same. And there's other people too. There's uh Let's see. With Stranger Things, did you see what kind of frozen food they sell in grocery stores near you? Can you guess? Say what? Frozen food that Stranger Things has been marketing at at, at Walmart. Blood or brains or something. Pizzas, dog. Frozen pizzas from Stranger Things. Yeah, at Walmarts. Wild, right? Yeah, that's wild, man. (laughs) Well, it's funny, Jay, because that, that song got covered i want to say in right around 2020 and you know i had never heard it I, and i actually yeah. i liked the the cover of it and download it and then when i started listening to or watch stranger things and i heard it i'm like oh shit this song's from the 80s and i went back to the original and i was like oh man this is different but yeah that's that's Dude, wild when you break down what the when you break it down kate bush from 1986 uh running up that hill um, if you look through it, she's literally telling you about the the ascension into godlyhood, like the yep. entire thing, and how she she wishes she could trade places with God, but that's mocking Jesus because that's what Jesus did. He he traded places with us in front of God, and we he he bared the sin. So it was, it's all it's mocking the entire Genesis and and uh, New Testament, like the entire song. And if you look at the cover of the song, man, she's holding up a bow and arrow like Nimrod. So. Yep. Yeah, like, there's a lot of symbolism on that one. Who did you say, Kate Jeremiah? Bush, interestingly enough, was also involved in the 2012 Olympic ceremony. Somehow she was tied in because when I was doing research for that, I remember her coming up and uh, some, she had something to do with it, with some of the symbolism in that also, or a song they used right. of hers in that. Running up that hill, I mean, it's talking about the stairs that in the Masonic Temple when they run up the stairs, and at the top is that that's where you're supposed to ascend into your godlyhood form. So I mean, it's it's uh it was wild, man, doing research on Stranger Things. I've never I never paid attention to it until the season four. You know, season three they had an episode where it was uh, says, uh, when blue when blue meets uh, yellow, when blue and yellow meet in the west. And I thought that was kind of funny because now we have the Ukraine thing, um, blue and yellow colors. And uh, they're, I don't know, it's interesting. It's interesting how they put it right in front of you. And if you don't have a trained mind, you'll never notice what's going on. Like you have to actually re- research this stuff because there's another one, uh, Meg Meg Myers. I mean, she just literally, <laughs> I posted a bunch of stuff about her being in a butterfly. She literally transforms in a, in a cocoon into this new form as a butterfly. I like the entire first album. She's pretty hot, actually. So. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm trying to find wild man. 
But yeah, yo, I gotta go, man. I gotta go eat and stuff. Do it. Cool, man. All right, brother. Thanks, Thanks man. Bro. Yeah, man. Bye, sure, man. Y'all have a good night. Yeah, you too, man. Later, Jay. Yep. Later, y'all. Yeah, that, I, I didn't watch the I watched the first season of Stranger Things and I was like, all right, this a decent show. And I never watched the second or third and then just hopped in this fourth one. But yeah, that's that's it right there. Yeah, that's what that thing that climbing up the ladder that he was talking about. Yep. Yeah, Eastern Star underneath of this nice little triangle and you start off on the ground and then you get directed up through the left side all the way up to 33 and you got the Knights Templar on the right um and and shit like that kind of fun yeah i have this knight's templar initiation book i don't think i'm supposed to have it but it's really interesting when they start talking about like the fifth libation and all that stuff and how you drink blood out of like a human skull and like half the book's written in like this weird code that you have to like decipher but i have no idea how to do it so i've talked with this dude that says that says that that's happened that he's done that he's a 32nd degree and he left masonry but uh yeah, there's some some wild shit that goes on in there. And there's actually a website that has all the rituals and the scripts and like what is required to to ascend in the ranking of Freemasonry. Um, I think it's called FreemasonryWatch.org or, or MasonWatch.org or something like that. But yeah, you can go through and you can just see all the shit that they have to do if you if you're. Did you come across in that in your uh, looking at your last two episodes, Rye? Yeah, I think Shannon sent that to me. Actually, I can see yeah, if I can that pull was it some up. Wild stuff in that that those episodes. Go listen to those. Anybody that hasn't, I mean, it it's so interesting, man. Thank you, but you know, it's a it's a wild. I mean, dude, it was so fun. I was obsessed, and you know, we were talking about this a little bit last time too. But um, yeah, just the way that they can take a simple symbol and attach such esoteric meaning to it is. I, like I said, I have like a newfound respect for it. You know what I mean? Well, it's and that's pretty- I mean, you look at all this shit and you have to give them credit because they're fucking evil geniuses. The schemes that yeah. they run are brilliant, but, yeah. you know, it's at our cost, which sucks. Yeah. yeah. And I think the people that we like we see in public, like politicians celebrities athletes you know all these people that like you know they think they're like they're part of these groups or whatever oh i think they're all just like they're they're like they're they're puppets for like the puppet masters kind of thing you know they're not, like you see these people they're always doing like the illuminati symbolism and stuff like that i'm like they're not probably really in the group but they're probably directed by someone who is you know all part of that mk culture kind of shit so they seem to be the uh scapegoats here um, this was one thing I didn't even notice. I don't know if, you know, we, we talked about um, uh, Eyes Wide Shut and the password to get into that club was Fidelio. Yeah. And that that yeah. is a, a Freemason thing here. So that's right. Wow. I forgot about that. Yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, it, on a phone, this looks much different. But yeah, you can go through and you can actually see like the uh, the different rituals that they do on the ship. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's oh, pretty I, cool. I've been testing that thing for a few hours for sure, or a few days. Oh, it's a why? Yeah, dude, you could spend the next fucking 10 years looking through this, I'm sure, and reading through everything. There's all different uh, PDFs and shit. 
there there's pdfs there's like all kinds of files yeah see so you just go through and just find all these different what's this one uh yeah new york times anonymous call for z to quit rattles i don't know what that has to do with any of this but probably it all just ties back to masonry i wish that it was the same one as the phone because it was just a simple menu up top that you clicked and it showed all the uh different rituals and stuff but yeah they have the skull and bones shit is gonna say uh, right up top right that that first thing up top it says freemason rituals and symbols maybe uh yeah oh do you remember this in the 90s oh yeah that's okay (laughs) okay so yeah this was it good eye um yeah so you have masonic prayers masonic child baptism ritual masonic wedding ritual masonic burial ritual memory ritual abbreviations um then you have your different degrees fellow craft rituals um yeah ugly what interesting acronym ugly u-g-l-e oh sure yeah well and then dude like this was the thing that i kept getting cited over and over again when i was morals going to that dogma morals and dogma dude and a lot of a lot of masons will say that albert pike is discredited with masons and i i, I can't see that to be the case at all like i've dug around a little bit i think that they say that because he exposes flat out that you know they follow lucifer dude like that was the whole whole point of freemasonry yeah i thought i had that book and i must have lost it because i I definitely i want to dig into that sometime i heard it's a mess to try and read looks like jeremiah might have something here like i don't know if you guys can see that nice templar yeah but i mean like they love albert pike i mean they pass out albert pike stuff all the time so i don't know if you can see can you see that I can. I'm sharing my screen here. I can stop sharing. I'm just on my phone, so man, I can't really see anything. But okay, here we go. Yeah. But like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Albert Pike, right in the middle. Yeah. yeah. They love Albert Pike. It seems like it, man. And he was still an alleged KKK member and shit like that. You know what I mean? Um, who knows? Definitely a Confederate general. I, I just pulled up this uh, burial ritual, but yeah, that looks like it'd probably be a fun thing. And the well, picture, David Duke, a knight of Columbus or knight of Mal- 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 knight of Malta. David Duke, yeah, which is like a big Jesuit society and that stuff would like not that. Surprise me, yeah, that sounds I'm about sure. right. David Duke, like founder of the like big KKK guy, so yeah, it's all that yeah. Catholics, you know. Yeah. yeah, you got to love them, dude. Well, that's one of the things I found looking at it is is the five Jesuit NFL owners. And. That oh, was, really? Yeah, that was interesting. Robert Kraft. Uh, let's see. Who was it? Uh, Speaking of Tom Brady, his wife's literally a witch. Yeah. Oh, geez. They do. Yeah, they do yeah. shit before games and stuff. Have you seen him make out this kid? That's just disgusting. Yeah. It's the same like shit Biden you... does. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. It's... I've never thought about kissing my kid on the lips. Yeah. I don't you think know? uh my dad would never do anything like that. No, yeah, man. I... Like I give I my mean, kid I've a kiss people... on the forehead. He's he's nine. That's it, man. That's, that's yeah. anything about uh, 
that's unacceptable. Yeah, right. That's what I thought. <laughs> Tongue kisses oh, the ear hole next. I mean, what's going on here? Tongue punch to fart box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure uh, Giselle Bunchen, uh, his wife, her grandfather was like a Nazi fighter pilot. Interesting. Would that surprise you? Not, oh, not one at bit. all. Not yeah. one bit. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Amazing. See, what do you got see, this here? This is stuff too. This is all the abbreviations here. Like you can see. Oh, dude, GM, the car company, Grandmaster. Yeah. General Motors Grandmaster, boom. Always call themselves masters. HP, High Priest. Hewitt Packard. Yeah. That's cool, dude. Leo. Eminem. Oh, where's that? Up top. Memphis and Memphis and Miss Rain. Nice. Yeah, dude. MGM. I mean, it, it's hold on, go back. Go back up. MGM is on there. The most illustrious grandmaster. Oh, M-I-G-M. I didn't even see the I. Wow. Yeah, dude. There's like all these different abbreviations. Yeah, I don't... There's a P... Go ahead. No, go ahead. There's oh, no I PMS. wasn't even saying... I thought it was... I thought it was Jeremiah, my bad. Um, yeah, dude. There's a lot of them. Just like I said, freemasonrywatch.org. It's a great source, I think, for all this stuff um it just i'm right now we're kind of just going through the abbreviations and what they all mean but wb isn't wasn't that a big company warner brothers well there's Very yeah worship. there's warner brothers is wb mason worshipful master a worshipful brother yeah a worshipful master very worshipful yeah i don't know i i don't know what to think yeah i think they're yeah they man have, some play in it, but I don't think they're the main adversary. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the way Satan works. It has it has many names, you know. It goes by all kinds of different stuff, but sure, definitely, you know, just however evil works, I guess. However you want, yeah. To and it's not it. going to be one person, right? I mean, it's going to be it's got to be a, a collection of things to make it work. It can't just be one evil entity. That's ruling yeah. everything. It's got to have minions. It's got to have arms and tentacles that reach out. Yeah. And its members change their names. They change their religion. They change their identities. They change their associations yes. all the times. So. And that's what you saw with the Jesuits, right? When they when they first started, that's how they went out. They went out and, you know, spread anonymously, essentially, and then set up shop and then took over. And then got too big and and the people pushed back and they would either get driven out or they would take over and that would be their town now. Or if they got kicked out, they'd come back under a different name. So exactly. Well, and a lot of times they went there under a false name too, right? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, Ignatius Loyola, the guy who founded it, you know, he was a, you know, a Kabbalist, I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah. That's deep shit, man. Just like well, they were, in, they were into that where uh, the Mary worship too. That which is oh the Virgin Isis worship. Yep. Yeah, it's some weird, weird shit. Yeah, they're in that. That's that old Babylonian religion stuff. Yeah, the it's worship all recycled, man. Sini yeah. Ramit or Diana Ishtar, Ashara, you know, whatever, however many names she has. It's all the same thing. You, 
then you get into like Tammuz and other sun god worshiping shit, you know, which is obviously a little different. But yeah, man, it's all recycled stuff, dude. And it is sad. But like my whole thing that kind of just draws me towards Christianity is um, that seems to be the, like so under attack. You know what I mean? And I don't know if I'm biased just because like I was kind of raised somewhat in that. Um, we never went to church or anything, but, you know, I don't know. Like. I mean, I consider myself a Christian. I guess I don't go to church or anything like that. But like the way the reason I do is just because for the most part, you know, you follow the Ten Commandments and avoid the seven deadly sins. For the most part, you know, things aren't too bad. And but then like, you know, but like I don't really like, you know, like I don't go to church. I don't preach Jesus or anything like that. But I believe like his principles of all like out of all like the, uh, you know, quote unquote gods out there. Like I thought I feel like his are like most like um the word i'm looking for like altruistic yeah it makes sense right like i don't yeah. know to me it just makes sense but like it's like the, it seems like the least violent or the least like apathetic yeah but then you do have like the uh you know the crusades and things like that but those were done by ungodly people you know what i mean i, I they these people that try to hide behind christianity and then carry out these horrible acts yeah, I think wolf, that those are wolves in sheep's clothing, right, Rye? Exactly, exactly, dude. Like perfectly said that these people are are meant to look like we're warriors for Christianity, but we're going to go and slaughter people that don't believe the same thing that we do. That's not what Christianity says. Yeah. It just says, you know, it's kind of like a live and let live religion, it seems. But, you know, yeah. Islam, it's kind of provably not that they want, you know, from what I've looked in myself, they want to go after people that don't believe in what they believe in. I don't know, man. Um, Catholicism is the same same way, though. You know, well, I, yeah, I think uh, like on like my honest opinion about Catholicism is just like it's basically just straight like uh, witchcraft in a way because it's it, just absolutely like, it's, it's moon worship, it's earth worship, it's it's basically Athena Venus worship. You know, like that's what the Virgin Mother is. It all goes back to like Isis and like Horus and all that stuff. So. Fun fact, the G within uh, the Freemason symbol is a representation of Venus. It's that generative property. It's the man legs and the woman legs that are crossed. And then the G would be like a baby or a demon. Right. And that's like what's coming into the world. It's fucking dude. It's so dark and deep, man. It's crazy. And that's why they wear like that uh, apron over their cock and balls is because, you know, that's what uh, Osiris lost was his dick. That was his last piece that he lost. That was like the 14th or 13th or 14th 13th and they found 12 okay yeah okay so that's what it is yeah so but that's what it comes up that's a sacred you know that's the most sacred thing for like a mason is his dong so so they were saying in this packet 26 pieces was what osiris was cut into that's what the masons believe was that he was cutting into 26 pieces and they found 25 yeah the myth the myth the egyptian myth of it is 12 and 13 yeah so it's just confusing, man, you know, yep. and that's deliberate. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, <laughs> that is absolutely intentional. It's yeah. look over here and then we'll we'll do something over there. Yeah, because isn't that I think that story is the same thing is isn't that the same story as like Tammuz or Tammuz or whatever his name is? Yeah. Yeah, you have, like, yeah you have robbing thrown in there horus you have all these things isis is obviously basically what it is freemasonry is like a, a, a recycling of these ancient mysteries they call them mystery schools 
and yeah. they just it's just a recycling of of all that stuff man so and all of those old religions by christian standards would be pagan so you know it's all essentially if you're not if you're worshiping a god and it's not the god of the bible and, and jesus according to what they think then you're worshiping the devil so yeah. the devil goes by 77 names they're all listed in the the satanic bible by anton LaVey, and it's like horus Ra fucking i mean all these gods that you've heard about in other religions and they they pit it so it's weird it's a there's too much that lines up for me to to discount it right now yeah yeah i mean i think i always kind of found like you know it's like it all kind of goes from that babylonian nimrod story or maybe it was all actually one way everyone spoke the same language and then you know everything since then is just like it's all nimrod you know, or something like that. Like every every name since then that's like a bad guy or is like Nimrod or something like that. And then everything that comes from like uh, the female side of it comes from Semiramis or whatever whatever his wife's name was. So because like the mystery schools originally could have been like a giant hoax that they started from the very beginning. The whole smoke and mirror show that that's what Hollywood is now. That's what all these things are now. It's like get back to that Wizard of Oz thing maybe a little bit. Maybe you know it's all about you know the the powerless person, but controlling everyone from behind a curtain, you know, mm. basically polygraphs, things like that. So, Yeah, man. Hey, what do you think about uh, this wonderfully produced uh, event they have going on mainstream TV right now? The, uh, the, the J six proceedings. Who are you asking? any it just either you I, I haven't watched it but i keep listening to people talk about it and and supposedly like the first one they did in like prime time and now they're doing it and it's like a like a seven part series or something i'm like this is just it, it's ridiculous what is this is this like a johnny depp thing no it's a add-on to that i i have like this theory that i think and, and the guy's name is james goldston and he he created Good Morning America, Nightline. I mean, this, this guy is the producer now for the January 6th hearing. So it's like kind of like an iteration of like it's like court TV. It's trash TV, but it's it's essentially painting Trump supporters as like Nazis. Right. Which they've been kind of doing since the, the beginning. But man, it is. Uh, yeah, it's kind of mind blowing that they would just shamelessly tap into a hollywood elite producer i mean this guy's not a nobody he's a british american which that kind of has like some conspiratorial shit tying back to the crown um man yeah it's dark dude and i don't know if it's a seven part series or or how many parts are involved with this but you know putting it prime time instead of middle of the day like they should there was another hearing today on on the 13th but they're gonna keep going with them until they get down to the truth you know what i mean Oh, it's amazing. Amazing the upside down world we live in that they're they're still going at this. But what happened in the summer of 2020 were just peaceful protests. Hey, don't worry your little head about that. Okay, (sighs) don't worry. Don't stress yourself. Think about all the shit that actually got destroyed, all the people's lives that were actually ruined and we're wasting our time because some asshole put his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. And a yep. guy dressed like a fucking water buffalo from a cartoon just acted like an idiot all throughout the Capitol. Followed, yeah. mind you, it, during an insurrection, followed by a like a film crew. 
there's one photo right where he's walking towards the, the police and there's at least eight cameras behind him wasn't that pretty much just a giant psyop anyway like a cia thing like orchestrated deal fbi i would say but yeah, yeah. definitely <clears throat> Yeah. Well, that's like, did you see that thing that happened down in Idaho with the FBI? With the the pride or the the proud, whatever they are. Oh, shit. What are they? What's that? Proud boys? No, they're not the proud boys. It's another proud, proud group, supposedly a white supremacist group that was going to um, meet up a gay pride parade. And it was 31 white guys and they were all dressed in khakis and blue shirts and had masks on. And 30 of them were FBI. They all got arrested right before they made it there. And there's a picture on the Internet of the bullhorn that one of them was using. And it says FBI on the bullhorn. Nice. Man, Dude, all- no. Yeah. Was it one of those hack ones that the female body inspector sticker or something? Oh, it could be, but this is like, dude, this is like legitimate FBI sticker. Huh. With the seal and everything. Like it it's yeah, it's like FBI on there. Yeah. And that's it's, awesome. It's just asinine. I mean, it's just like, dude. And then they all get into the back of like a U-Haul. Hmm. Like not police wagons. They all get back in, in into the back of a U-Haul and leave. Like, what? It's just yeah. Real ragtag FBI. Like- it's like I say, I think everything right now is just like the whole world's a stage. Everything yes. is just a giant act put on by everybody. Like, you know, it's like that wag the dog war in Russia and Ukraine where a lot of people in Russia don't even know they're in a war. Ukraine you doesn't know? even know they're in a war. You go look at the, the beaches in Kiev, they're full. Yeah, right. Like, they, they don't <laughs> even know. Like, I, I mean, it's funny because uh, uh, I listened to Joe and Jen from Legit Bat and uh, Joe's sister lives over in Ukraine and she left for a while and came back and he's like, he hasn't talked to her much, but he said from what he's talked to her, she hasn't seen a thing or heard a thing, you know? And you think if you're in the country, you're going to at least hear, you know, some plane abnormal planes flying overhead or something, but no, nothing. So yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know if they're just trying to instigate, like this is like their Lusitania or Gulf of Tonkin or, you know, Pearl Harbor thing where they're trying to, you know, or like a 9-11 thing they're trying to strike up you know they do that terrible some terrible event's going to happen and then also it's going to you know get everyone support to go for more war or something well like they that. tried so, and it didn't buy but they're still able to you know the the public didn't buy it as much as they hoped but yeah they got enough sentiment where they can just keep passing these bills and just throwing cash over there like it's yeah. there's no tomorrow meanwhile we it's can't get baby food here and we yeah. our gas prices are five, six dollars a gallon in some places. You know, it's just it's yeah. it's 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 so I don't know. If if you don't what think the, this is an, an actual intentional operation, I don't I don't know what yeah. to tell you. I saw something the other day online, and I don't even know it was a meme or something like that, but it says like, you know, like you know, sending guns to Ukraine to protect it. But it's in like, then it's like in America, it's like taking your guns to protect us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so like, what's like, well, so yeah, they like, want to, they want to send arms over there. So those innocent Ukrainians can arm themselves against those evil Russians. Right. Yeah. But over here, 
us American citizens don't need to arm ourselves against our government. Our government's looking out for our best interests at all times. We just have to trust when does that, them. When does that work out well in the United States history, arming any kind of population, you know, any foreign population that always <laughs> works out in a negative way? I mean, we armed, when I say we, you know, I wasn't even born yet, but we armed what turned into Al-Qaeda later. Yeah, the and then we armed. Indeed. Yeah, we armed what turned into ISIS, and we turn we arm all these. You know, fucking uh, the Iran Contras. You know what I mean? We're great friends with Iran now, right? I mean, no, come on. Like everyone that we arm ends up becoming a problem twenty or thirty years later, and this is gonna be no different, man. This is intentional, dude. And and I know that we know that, but there's something wrong with the the folks that don't see that, and they're a big problem, I think, dude. And I would not be surprised if we see some hard times for like 20 or 30 years and this whole thing swings back around and we have like a Holocaust situation here in the United States where the people that were supporting this right now that were like, yeah, send money to Ukraine, turn your kids gay, every single kid. I won't rest until every kid is trans statements like that. Those people are going to be fucking put in showers. You know what I mean? Those people are going to be the ones that are fucking you know what I mean? Those people, uh, I think, might end up becoming the target of like fucking like gas chambers and shit, dude. Because they are. Deliberately... No, I, I don't think you're gonna have to. I think they've inje- they they've injected themselves with enough shit that they're that you're not gonna have to do anything to them. They're doing it to themselves. No, I mean, yeah. I think that there's gonna be something ritualistic about it. You know well, what I mean? According and, to some people, 2046 is around the time that shit's supposed to really hit yeah. the fan i know what you're talking about yeah yeah definitely it's yeah I'm still, yeah i'm starting to get as uh self-sufficient and homesteading as possible my goals are drew it by 2025 yeah to have enough have enough like farmland up here i have enough garden i live on 10 acres connect to my grandpa he has like 80 acres so like we have a nice. bunch of land so we have like a sawmill too so i can make some furniture you know garden some food and if I need to, things get really bad. I'll just start like digging wells and stuff like that. So yeah, but I mean, but then again, I'm also diabetic, so I'll die before all that. So who cares? So. Well, and that's the thing that a lot of people Uh-oh. don't realize is when this shit hits the fan, any health issues are just going to be, you know, just yeah. brought into a higher magnitude because the supplies, you know, that you may deem critical now may not be easily accessible. So. You know, and that's why they're saying to some people to stock up, but at the same time, that shit expires. So how long can you stock up for? And how much can you stock up? It, it... Well, I think uh, I buy, I'm trying to stock up on insulin. I think it actually lasts a little longer than they tell you to. I think they want you to throw it away. So you just go buy more. Oh you know, yeah. Without you're... a doubt. No, no, no. I, I get that. Like, I don't buy any of that bullshit on the ex- expiration dates, except yeah. for on like meat and chicken. The live right. shit. That's the only stuff I, I but like any processed foods, dude, that shit's mm-hmm. like that's like that astronaut food. That should have last forever. As long as it's not shrinking in size or smell funky, it's still good. It's already gonna give me cancer anyway, so it'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah man. It was a fun episode, dude. Yeah. I think oh sh- I didn't even realize yeah. it was this late. All right, this is a good place to wrap it then. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, hopefully, yeah glad i fucking survived this shit dude it was hey thank you for joining thanks for for uh 
I do. And like I was saying before, when I was talking with you, I said, listen, I said, my, my hopes when we started going back and forth was that you would at least want to hop on the debaters with us because dude, you're a knowledgeable dude. You you're well-spoken and, uh, and you know, your shit. So, uh, any, anytime you want to hop on, let me know in advance and we'll get you in here. Yeah. Or either way, hey, if you're ever just like, even if you're just doing one of your deep dives, man, you need someone like, you know, just tell me what you're up to sometime. I'll throw a little research in there and send some, maybe some crap your way. Maybe you like it. Maybe you don't. So love it. I love it. That's what this is all about. Spreading the knowledge around and, you know, coming together. Yeah, I appreciate it, sure. dude. Definitely. Yeah. Man, was, thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Ryan, we pushing anything or we good? No, I'm good. Yeah, it was great to meet Jeremiah, though. I will say that fun dude to talk with. Um, you need to get a mic, dude, and fucking do this more often. You know what I mean? It was uh, definitely if this is your first time, I, th- I I think that you did a great job, dude. Um, but no, yeah, no. Same old shit to push. Um, nothing. You know what I mean? Just doing the same old thing. Ryan, he reminds me of me when I started with you. Like he just, he, you know, he just reached out. We started talking. Next thing I'm like, holy shit, this dude knows his stuff. And then he blew my mind with this. And we're going to, we're going to, I think that's what we'll do one day, Jeremiah. We'll do a master's thing. Like we talked about with all the master's symbolism and stuff. He, he sent me an email. Yeah. And we went through it and I'm like, oh my God, this is so deep. We got to get that. We got to do some more on this. And I was like, holy shit. And then, you know, we've been going back almost you know a couple times a week we're shooting information back and forth it's really cool yeah it's hey, a dude, we're... go ahead man no, i was gonna say that master tournament it's a ritual it's a you know tradition unlike any other hey so let me ask you this where was golf invented uh scotland bingo where was masonry invented in scotland because bingo I believe... <laughs> <laughs> it's thing, man they uh i think it was like in the 1400s but you know what is it uh Gentlemen only, ladies forbidden. Yep. There you go, dude. It's a fucking Mason sport, too. That's great. Yeah, no, I wish that. I remember Matt said something about that. But yeah, dude, that's uh, another Masonic sport, dude. They all are. They all got to be. Oh, Uh, man, guys, this has been real. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. All right. Stay strong and question everything. Is there a secret history of the United States intentionally hidden by the mainstream media? Could there be a secret society of fat money businessmen whose agenda has been the cause of every major war and economic depression? Is there a shadowy elite gently pulling the strings of our world to bring about their own self-serving political program? The answers may surprise you. The creation of the Federal Reserve System was about more than just money. Some refer to it as the secret birth of a criminal conspiracy to rob the American middle class of its hard-earned wealth. Others believe it to be part of an attempt to bring the world under the control of a shadowy international elite that calls itself the New World Order.